Welcome back to the Frank Walker Law Podcast, where today, again, we're answering all the frequently asked questions that you send to us. So let's go down the list here. I didn't do it, so there's no way I could be found guilty, right? Unfortunately, no, that's, that is not correct. There are many people who are in jail serving sentences right now for crimes they did not commit. And the reason they are serving those sentences is because they, in their mind, believe that the criminal justice system works. The criminal justice system is perfect or the criminal justice system is not broken like it is. The reality is that the criminal justice system is broken. It is not a perfect science. It is not an exact science. Anything could happen. And any attorney worth their weight, they'll tell you there are no exacts or no promises and there are no absolutes in a criminal justice system. Everyone thinks that, oh, I didn't do this crime. I was nowhere near that. There is no way a jury can find me guilty. There's just no way possible. Well, the reality is there is a way. Juries hear what they want to hear. They hear facts that are presented in court, and they bring in their natural biases that they have in everyday life. They would never touch a gun, or they would never go around drugs, or they know someone who was addicted to narcotics, and they think, that could never be me. That is so wrong. They made so many poor choices in their life, which is not the case. However, that's what they believe. And there are certain people who go to court as a juror, and they sit in that box, and they're looking at you, sitting beside your attorney, and they're thinking, the cops couldn't have arrested them for nothing. They, they, they couldn't have. Something must have happened. Even though the judge tells you, you know, you are not to presume anything about this person simply because they were arrested or indicted. They are presumed to be innocent, and they will carry that presumption unless and until you as the jurors find them guilty beyond a reasonable doubt based only on the facts and evidence you hear in court. Even though they are instructed by the judge on, those, on that issue, they will still think, ah, that person's sitting there, something must have happened. There's no way an officer arrested them, took them to jail, make them go all the way through the system, and they're sitting here in front of us. They must have did something wrong. Or why didn't they testify? Oh, my goodness. I would have wanted to defend myself. If I'm ever in that position, I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to say something. You don't know if the person's nervous. You don't know if the person's just anxious. The person doesn't speak articulate or clear. Or the person just, the story that they tell you they've been practicing for over a year because they're sitting in jail or they're just waiting for their case and they can't wait to talk. And they're so excited that they say it and it sounds to you like, ah, oh, that's kind of rushed. It sounds kind of rehearsed. You don't know anything about that person. And all of a sudden you're making these presumptions based on your everyday life experiences. Meanwhile, someone's life and their freedom is hanging in the balance. And you're thinking, no, oh, they must have did something, so I'm going to find them guilty of whatever. And now the verdict comes down. The person's found guilty. You go through the appellate process, and you go through the appellate process again, and you lose, and all of a sudden your worst nightmare has come true. You're sitting in jail for a crime you did not commit. I know one way we can prevent it, we can slow it down. We can have conviction integrity units where we have people in the district attorney's office or the prosecutor's office. They look at certain crimes where they're like, ah, you know what, let's take a second look at this. Let's take a second look at this DNA. Let's take a second look at this, you know, this witness statement. Some of this doesn't make sense. None of this is adding up. The science has changed, and now we have a better look, a clearer understanding of what could have happened or what should have happened or what should have been presented at the trial. Now we have a better understanding of this science. Now we can see and put two and two together and figure, okay, does this make sense? Conviction integrity units allow people another chance of freedom now that they've been sitting in jail for I don't know how many years for a crime they did not commit. There are people now who have been exonerated over 18 years because DNA evidence, people change testimony. 
you know, science has changed where someone comes forward and says, you know what? It really wasn't them. You know, I lied because of, I was trying to cover up for this. I was trying to cover up for my own actions. So, yes, there are people sitting in jail for crimes they did not commit. And they may remain in there. They may die in there for crimes they did not commit. I think it's, it's imperative to us as citizens to make sure we elect individuals who are prudent about criminal justice reform and they understand what's going on with conviction integrity units. They understand the need for those. And also, as a citizen, another thing we can do is show up for jury selection. Show up with an understanding that you're going up with a clean slate. Don't bring any biases or prejudices in there. Listen to what the judge is telling you. She may tell you that, hey, this person is innocent until proven guilty. They have to prove him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. And the judge will tell you all those things. And it's up to you to actually listen. Put everything aside. And you may come to the point in your mind and your decision and your deliberations. You know what? I'm thinking in my mind that this, this person, you know, they, they may have did something. Thinking they may have done something or thinking they may have been involved is not proof beyond a reasonable doubt. And the criminal justice system has the highest burden of proof simply because only that level of proof should be enough to take away a person's life or a person's freedom for a period of time. And it's up to you as a citizen who may be called as a juror to really take your oath seriously, listen to the evidence, understand that the person is innocent until proven guilty, and understand if the state does not prove them guilty and they don't bring the facts to you. It's not up to you to guess, fill in the gaps, surmise about what could have happened. No, it's not up to you. Your job is to follow the evidence. And if the evidence leads you to a not guilty verdict, it's not setting them free. It's not let, letting them get off. That's not it. It's holding the state to their burden of proof. And that's the important part that you as a citizen can perform as a juror. And that's my, that's my answer to the question. Are there people sitting in jail who are innocent? Yes, there are, unfortunately. But fortunately for you, you could do something about it. If you're ever called as a juror, go. Don't try to get out of it. Go. Sign up. Listen deliberate and make a decision based on the facts. As always, any questions about criminal defense, personal injury, give us a call 412-532-6805 or visit us online at frankwalkerlaw.com.